Today's Your Stories is brought to you by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. Thanks, Basecamp. When I wake up, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. But I So anyway, I was uh, the name of the person I was telling you that story about that really embarrassing story yeah, was yeah. Uh, Joe Janeiro. Oh hey, whoa, <laughs> oh. we're recording. Hi Oof. everybody, welcome to another episode of Our Stories. I am your host for the evening, or whenever you listen to this. My name is Eric, and this is like your stories, except we're in a studio, and it's just people of the Nerdalogs talking to you. But I shouldn't say just because these are amazing people. Who's here? Mary Beth Smith is here, and. Katie Johnston Smith is here. And you two are sisters, correct? Yes. Yes. Perfect. All right. And who else is here? Joe Gennaro Smith. (laughs) So before you said that, I was thinking we're kind of set up like it's like a Howard Stern setup. Like you and me are like the really gross, disgusting co-hosts on one side of the room. And then these two women who are sisters are on the other side of the table, like within, I don't know, like kissing distance, let's just say. Oh, what kind of questions do you think that those people would ask two women that were sisters on their show? Um... Uh, when, when was your first lesbian experience? <laughs> it was when we were both two and a half, because also we're twins. Um, Fucking twins over here. Yeah, it, we were in the tub, obviously. Right. EG, you hearing this? You hearing this, EG? Oh, I'm hearing this. Yeah. Uh, most important question: When will your last one be? Oh, when are you gonna My die? My last, I mean. When are you gonna die? That's what we want to know. <laughs> I really meant latest, but thank you for turning that macabre. You're welcome. I thought last too. So what I was gonna say in response is that I don't know who you know my lover for my whole life will be yet. I'm still a single woman, uh, aside from my nice. twin sister. Obviously. obviously, like she's my other half. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know who I'll end up with, so I don't know the answer to that question because like if it's a woman, then it'll probably be like right before I die. Unless yeah. she dies yeah. first. I had better be eaten out right before I die. Yes. Otherwise, what's the point? Co-signed. Yeah. Uh, we just got a Twitter question from uh, <laughs> XXWeedNinja42069XX, <laughs> but he, he wants to know who has the heavier boobs. Oh, uh, <laughs> me. It's me. Yeah. I have fake ones. Great. Everyone, you hear this, EG? You hear this? This is great. Every this once in a so while, great. I... I do appreciate a lover who will uh, hold my breasts for me just so my back does not have to bear their weight. She calls it brawing. She yeah. makes me do it sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Wait, now That's I can't great. tell whether this is a bit. I feel like some of that was earnest. <laughs> hey, dude, you know what they say. Always a nugget of truth. Oh, the truth in comedy, uh, didn't you? Truth in comedy. Isn't that There's, what Sharna says? We'll yes, just, it is. We'll just yeah. say you could call this a Mickey D's because there are some real 100% white meat chicken nuggets in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let me just say, da 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 I'm loving it. <laughs> Joe is really good at this bit. <laughs> you, you really are, like, frightening.ly just I hopped think, into character. I think Dirty Shock Jack's a really easy character to slip into. Yeah. Have you done this before, Joe? Uh, No. Are you sure? No. <laughs> I, As someone who shares the mic with Joe every other week, sports retorts with Julian the Joe, check it out, check it out. Um, he never does that. Like, it's not in his 
makeup to actually like say something horribly even though that was one of the ideas of like the show because we, we go by Hooli and the joe because we wanted to have like shock jock type names and it's stupid to that somebody's the joe yeah um yeah it's not something that i think we ever like really slip into I would but say like that- i I think as like a comedy character, like yeah, it, the tropes are like all there. So I think it's really easy to to, yeah. to pull them off the off the tree. Yeah, I get that. The trope tree. Mm-hmm. I right. Think you guys are really good at, if anything, being like <laughs> the most opposite of that that you <laughs> could be. Thank you. I'd like to think that all three of us are pretty decent human beings. Wait, who's there's four of us here? Uh, I meant the three. Uh, uh, hosts of sports retorts with Hooling the Joe. Oh. Check it out. Check it out. But which one of us here <laughs> is you. the least decent? Ooh, depends. I, th- I think on what you mean by that. My first instinct is you, Katie. <laughs> like you, like if I had to trust somebody to have a decent dinner conversation, you were the <laughs> one of the last people I would call. Oh. Like interesting, you're near the top of the list, but like decent. Like if, if I'm having my grandma over, I'm gonna be like, ooh, do I want Katie Johnson Smith to be over here? That's fair, and I feel Tell- very honored that you feel that way about me. So did you? What else do you want to say about that? <laughs> what? What else do you want to say? Get in your that's what I was looking for. If you listen to the episode of our stories that came out today, but. Uh, we were talking about uh, the other Nerdalogs' new podcast, Blank Cassette. Uh, you know, whatever. Check you it guys. out, check it out. Check, check it out, out, check it out. out. Yeah. And uh, thank you for adopting the proper terminology. So, Jando and I were having a, a really great discussion about um, talented guitar players. And then Katie <laughs> goes, Yeah, I saw uh, Black well, Joe Lewis. Black Joe Lewis at the street festival in Chicago and he was playing that guitar so well I figured he must be really good at fingering people. <laughs> no, he was playing it with his mouth so oh. I thought he was probably great at eating puss. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm sorry, yeah. And I, I got go. turned on by That head does have a like more direct correlation I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I think it's indicative that he would be successful at anything that requires like like dexterity of the tongue. Yeah. And like then if somebody was like, tie this cherry stem into a knot or I'm going to blow is, your fucking head off. That's where that comes from, right? Like, yeah, that's what that's supposed to mean. Or it's like taking the rapper off like of a, a talented, like a starburst. Yeah. That commercial always <laughs> made teenage me feel Should awkward <laughs> when it came on if I was with my family. But Eric, <laughs> but I love that commercial. She did like a little bite like yeah. when she pulled it out of mm. her mouth. Joe has Joe a boner. Starburst very Wait, Do we have sexual. a soundboard boing? <laughs> oh wait, hold on. We do have stuff over here. Yeah. I have, I have one, a digital one too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let's bring those out. Everybody, everybody gets one. Let's fucking so go this, wild. This is supposed oh. to. It says. So I think Eric pulled that out of a box yes. that says <laughs> it says honk, honk. on the box. <laughs> that is I don't funny. know. Not like horn, yeah. but honk. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. That's fun. We learned something today. Um, <laughs> Eric, before we end this part of the discussion, I just wanted to validate that I did say somebody would be good with their finger uh, with their fingers finger banging, but it was the dude I almost dated who was a keyboard for Moon Taxi. Oh, that's right. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm really glad that we got that. So keyboard, keyboard players are probably good at fingering. I'm yes. sure, yeah. And guitar players who play with their mouths are probably good at eating puss. Yes. My boyfriend <laughs> used to play the keyboard and is really good at drawing. And let me tell you what we he can do with his hands. Ooh. Oh. Play the keyboard and draw? 
Yeah, and play my pussy like a piano. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's the Twitterverse reacting right now. Yeah. It's a good thing that these episodes probably don't have a lot of listeners. <laughs> yeah. or we'd be getting some fucked up tweets, I'll tell you what. What? No, you're fine, Katie. You're great. I'm not easy. I just like to talk about fucking... <laughs> No one said you were easy. I wish I just had like, that honk horn right like, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we can make this a reality. <laughs> it sounds like an old car trying to get through. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Model A or something. Oh, my God. Too fun. So, guys, why why are we here today, really? It's so Katie can talk about fucking some more. Love. No, it's um, love. So on these Our Stories episodes, we like to talk about things we have coming up in the group. And one thing that I have coming up, which is cool, is I'm going to be in L.A. on vacation uh, in a week. And I'm going to record a Your Story show while I'm out there. Because why not? What's a vacation? Let's just uh, let's do a show. It was really an excuse for me to just invite a bunch of you know funny people that I like to hang out. And then we're going to tell stories and sing songs. And it's going to be really great. Uh, and the theme of that show is long distance because it seemed kind of cute and meta. So we're going to... We're going to talk about long distance just here with us nerds because I'm the only person in the group that can make the show, sadly. Uh, but hopefully we'll all be able to go out to L.A. next year. That's something that's in the books as well. So yep. that's cool. But yeah, let's let's talk long distance. Katie, you ever have a long distance relationship? Uh, yeah, tell us, tell us, Katie. <laughs> I guess I kind of did. Uh, I mean, I had... I had I when I was twelve, I was big into going into the uh, Star Wars Episode One chat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I totally didn't know this was gonna lead here. Please keep going. And I would go into them, and I discovered that if so, my name first was like Queen Amidala, like thirty-one, because I love Reggie Miller and I love Queen Amidala. <laughs> oh my God! You're such a specific person. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> so I love Reggie Miller. I love Queen Amadella. Went in with that name and didn't and I also didn't know how chat rooms worked. And <laughs> I was twelve. Um and ASL. What? ASL. Twelve F P A. I don't know what any of that means. You were in a chat room and you don't know what ASL you means? You still don't know what that means? No. Age, sex, location. Oh. What would you say when people said ASL ASL to you in chat rooms? I'd be like, what? (laughs) Checks out. (laughs) (laughs) So my name was that for a while. Nobody talked to me. And what I really wanted was to flirt with dudes. Oh, no. In the Star Wars Episode 1 chat room. Now, did did you have a sense that these would probably not be men of your age? No. Because okay. you were 12 and you were in the Star Wars Episode 1 chat room, so probably most people in there were 12. Yeah. It yeah. was mostly people just, like, saying, like, oh, I'm I'm swinging in on a rope from this place to over there. And I don't I don't really know. I didn't really know what was happening. Wait, so people like did, ad- like, role-playing? Yeah, like adventure yeah. chat rooms. Yeah, like, it was, like, kind of role-playing adventure and I was so into Episode 1 and Reggie Miller, okay? So into both of those things. <laughs> And also very Christian. Um, so I never talked to dudes. And I talked to, I tried to like talk to dudes in this chat room. And nobody wanted to talk to Queen Amidala 31. Um, mistake. S- huh? Their mistake. I know. I know. This is also around the t- same time that I set up a GeoCities Queen Amidala website. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was impeccable spelling across the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah. Um, so I was in this chat room and then like I signed out and then I signed back in and I made my name Lily, which I knew was sexier. <laughs> <laughs> And then some dude started talking to me and he said he was 15 and I said I was 15 too, but I was 12. Well, and he was 19, so it was what? fine. That's if generous. That, yeah. 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 And so like we chatted for a little bit in this like open chat room. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to be back on here for a while because I'm going on vacation with my family. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then that was basically that. And uh, I went on vacation and my uncle asked me, do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, well, on the internet I do. Um, do you remember you... that guy's name? Not that's at all. Name? No. Not at all. I think he was from Wisconsin. Nice. Did you really feel like you spent enough time mm-hmm. with this person to like know them well enough to say that about them? Or were you just like, ooh, let me scroll back through the Rolodex of my brain and see what the last like boy I talked to was? It was basically that. Also, I was 12, so I didn't really like know what, what that meant. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, when you're younger and less experienced, like sometimes a conversation makes you think you're like in good with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you probably it felt like serious to you, right? Kind of, I guess, but like we only chatted like maybe once or twice, and then then I was like, I don't think I should be doing this anymore. So. So that was it. You broke his heart. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> he had a million lilies probably yeah. yeah i think i was in that chat room at one point and somebody signed in and they're like you're using my screen name and i was like oh lily yeah <laughs> come on lily come on lily um so i guess that it was like as long distance as i got as a child i had another long distance relationship in adulthood but meh boring <laughs> <laughs> there like real feelings involved who cares yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of course, long distance doesn't only have to mean relationships. In fact, that was something we talked about when picking the theme of the show was did it lean too heavily in that direction? And and Joe pointed out that he actually thought about phone companies first. Yeah. Um, and my little story lit that I'm inspired to share with you is about me, my brother, and our cousin. Um. So me and my brother are four years apart. Uh, I'm older, he's younger. And our cousin is one year younger than me, three years older than my brother. So we, and he has three younger sisters. So the three of us kind of grew up with each other. Like he's, he's almost a brother with us. Um, and one of the things that we really bonded on um, with was around the time when I was starting to finish high school was pro wrestling. We Like... <laughs> In an English class, it was 10th or 11th grade, uh, a guy named Josh Harding gave um, a persuasive speech about why the WWF is cool, and fuck it, it worked. I was like, oh shit, this sounds pretty cool. So like, I started watching it, it was something that my cousin was already into, but, and because me and my, br- my cousin started to get into it, my brother did. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin lives, uh, so this is back when we all lived at home, he lived maybe 45 minutes away or something like that. And every Monday night and Thursday night, the three of us would spend two plus hours on the phone watching Raw and SmackDown together. So me and my brother would each get on a cordless phone. We would call my cousin. And my mom and my aunt knew that Monday nights and Thursday nights from like 8 to 10 or whatever, they just they couldn't, couldn't use, use the, the phone. phone because we were so busy 
watching <laughs> uh, The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mankind and Kane and Undertaker and Triple H and D-Generation X and the Accolade Protection Agency and Edge and Christian and all of this stuff. And it was, uh, man, it was it was a routine for years, weekly. Um, and I remember anytime I wanted to call my cousin late night, um, we we had two phone numbers and one of them, however it worked out, was considered local to my cousin. The other one was long distance and they only had one phone number, so it was long distance for us. So what I would do is I would like call their house and let it ring once and then he would call us at the local number. Um, and I remember like, because my parents were asleep, like just being right by the phone. And as soon as it, it rang, I had to like press the call pickup. Um, at eight o'clock? No, 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 no. This was like other times that we wanted to talk. Oh, I was like, that's so early. <laughs> no, my, my parents, <laughs> my parents go to sleep late. So that, that wouldn't have bothered them. Um, but yeah, that, like when I think of long distance, I think of phones and that made me think of this. I mean, for, it must've been three, four years where this was our, I don't know. This was our thing. I mean, when I went to college, like I, I probably didn't participate as much and I'm sure it kind of died thereafter, but we were totally into wrestling and like wrestling cards. Uh, there was a collectible card game called WWE raw deal. We went to like tournaments for it. We were for the card game. Yeah. Wow. It was awesome. It had some really cool mechanics and I made fantasy cards for, um, our crew. Like I made superstar cards for like the people in our circle and like their special moves and stuff like that. I would like to see those. Yeah. What was your special move? I don't, I don't even remember. I don't remember. I, I'll see if I can find that somewhere. That would be really interesting. Oh man. That's rad. That also kind of coincides with, from my understanding, like the golden age of wrestling, like that late nineties, early two thousands, like, I think so. I mean, I think there's a something special about the period of like um, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Sergeant Slaughter, stuff like that. But I think that that it was most saturated in kind of the zeitgeist when it was like Degeneration X and The Rock and Stone Cold. I mean, like for the time that I remember watching wrestling, The Rock and Stone Cold were the two premier superstars. Yeah. And there's always like an ebb and a flow, but has anybody else from that generation of wrestling like spun off into other career success like The Rock has? Um, no one is as big. I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a wrestler who's had as big a career afterwards as The Rock. Probably Hulk Hogan is the only other one that I can think of that would be like Stone Cold Steve Austin did a movie from the WWE like production arm of their company. Um, I think I mean, it was called Battle Royale, yeah. where it was almost like a um, like a Hunger Games type thing, where a bunch Isn't of convicts still get cold in the uh, um, Expendables movies. I think he did or is join it maybe one or two of them. I think he did join. Um, actually, the, people the there's only just other... no one in the same conversation. Like The Rock is one of the most famous people, period. Yeah. Now, so uh, yeah. like you just can't even. And like Triple H is still in the league, and I think Undertaker wrestles at every wrestlemania but nothing else because he's like a 55 year old man now all these other people are only famous because they're wrestlers even hulk hogan you know like he's still only famous for being a wrestler whereas like dresses like hulk hogan dwayne johnson has an acting career yeah Yeah. Yeah. period um i think the the only other person related to wrestling that i think has probably taken a career that's made them very happy is an announcer jonathan coachman uh, aka coach he was the uh, like the play-by-play announcer, not even for Raw or SmackDown. At first, he was like the um, 
oh what was their saturday night or sunday night it was called heat it was like like n- none of the top tier wrestlers but it was like the dark matches before things they would like show them mm. like all oh, like sunday night at midnight or whatever um and he was like the guy there and he eventually worked his way up but now he's a sports center anchor oh, nice. oh cool yeah and i think that that's probably exactly what he dreamed of doing what about imagine. jesse ventura like when was he famous for well, being a wrestler probably around the same time as hulk like that was a little bit before my time like i was aware of stuff but mm-hmm. yeah and then he became a fucking uh, governor governor yeah. minnesota yeah two uh two other examples worth mentioning vader of course was uh, ethan Supley's dad on boy meets world uh, <laughs> playing playing actual vader the vader bomb and uh who can forget sergeant slaughter uh fought cobra which no other wrestler has since done that's true yeah. um i uh had an action figure of him with one of his gi joe vehicles oh he is at c2e2 most every year yeah yeah so yeah. it's like rikishi well I, he's at like wizard world i think sergeant slaughter goes he's typically like with army recruiters isn't he yes yeah like he's an actual army dude yeah uh yeah that's pretty crazy captain lou albano played mario in the live action tv show the um and uh andre the giant yeah yeah do you know fun nerd trivia do you know the other real life personality besides sergeant slaughter to be a gi joe he is. This is actually sports retorts trivia. If that gives you any clues, Bo Jackson. No, but you're kind of on the right track. Michael Jordan. William the Refrigerator Perry. What? Yep. So stump your listeners with that fun fact. I will. Yes. Um, I have a fun Undertaker bit. Uh, so I used to be a hostess at the Cheesecake Factory in Nashville during college, mm-hmm. and famous people would come through there all the time. One of them was The Undertaker. I didn't know who he was. That is so, like, that is such a weird fact about this story, is that the place that people would come to in Nashville was the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, all that's of the That's crazy time. to me. That's like saying that... To me, that's like saying someone went to, like, the Applebee's yeah. in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, or it's Chili's. It's fucking or, yeah. garbage. Yeah. yeah. You know what you really got to check out when you go to New York City for fine dining? CGI Fridays. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Sparrow. You, got, you guys Sparrow. want some, like, awesome pizza next time yeah. you're in that's New York? That's so Hit up weird. Little Caesars. But it was mostly... It's hot and ready. ...people who <laughs> lived there. So, like, James Marsden, when he lived oh. in Nashville, saw him <laughs> all the time there. <laughs> and I only creeped him out once. Uh, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw were there all of the time. Kelly Clarkson I saw there. Uh, so those people who just like ran out of options it's not like they're just like I'm, visiting from out of town no they're all like all the celebrities are totally un- underdone and everything the only people who would come in there and look dressed to the nines were the Judds and uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, what, what's the mom Judd's name the mom Judd I talked to her on the Winona? phone Winona no the one, she's like one of the sisters Winona's a sister Ashley's a sister Mom Judd, forget her name. Nelson. <laughs> Nelson Judd. Yeah. She once remembered my name and I felt great about myself. No way. Yes. That's awesome. Um, Thanks, Mama Judd. Yeah, Mom Judd. I forgot your <laughs> name. That's so ironic. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, anyway, Undertaker comes in. He, I think he was with his son. Um, he was this like shy looking redheaded tall boy. Um, and they, whoever seated them, um, sat them at this two seater <laughs> booth that was like inlaid into the wall. Oh and, no. And they were both large. Yeah. And he was just like smushed into this booth. <laughs> and um, 
and it was pretty funny. That's so <laughs> funny. I know. Oh, and no. I felt and he was such like he didn't like complain or anything, but I just like thought it was hilarious to see him like just smushed into this booth with his also giant son. <laughs> Quite the undertaking <laughs> yeah. getting out of that seat. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Naomi? Yeah. Yeah, Naomi Judd. You did it. I used Google. <laughs> um, I guess like the funny thing about that to me is like what no one of a generation born like after us will have any stories like that. Like we are one, one the last generation who like knows what it was like to have to like worry about a phone line being tied up. Yeah. Or like long distance phone calls. I mean, now the biggest analogy is like data plan pricing like going over your allotment yeah, yeah. yeah. oh like you got minutes i don't I'll, I'll text you and then you call me yeah like so you just go to another alternative yeah and the the other thing is like we experience things in a totally different way like you don't you would either like constantly be texting with your friends or like a google hangout or just like live tweeting the same thing as opposed to being on the phone line together to watch something. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys are all in, in long-term relationships. Do do you use the phone? Like, do you call people for anything other than functional reasons on like a day to day? I guess if it's been a while, it makes sense. But like phone calls just in general seem like they're not a thing. Absolutely not. I know if I'm at the store and I'm like, what did you want me to pick up? I won't trust that to a text. Sure. So for immediate reasons, but like if you, let's say you missed seeing Emily for one day, which you wouldn't now because you live together, but let's just say, so like you don't see her Monday. Do you call her Tuesday just to talk? Yeah, I would. I would have when we lived separately. Yeah. Logan and I used to FaceTime every night before bed. That's, I yeah, don't know. That's like a gray area because it's, yeah. it's it's using technology to do something more intimate than a phone call. That's a, I agree with you. I think it's slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. But I still see how it's, you know, certainly part of the conversation. I don't think that it was very rare if we were both in Chicago that Eric and I would ever like call one another just to chat. If it, it would have had to have been like a couple of days and we were both like too busy to actually see one another. But even then I can remember that happening maybe once or twice, even if, even now if we're just gone for like a weekend trip or something, I might talk, we might talk to each other like once during the trip. Yeah. It's more like functional, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Like, Hey, what do you want for dinner? Or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. To the point where if I saw that I had like a missed call, it might be concerning, (laughs) you know, like real. I that's w- that's true. When someone calls you now, you I always think, oh, this could be really bad. Absolutely, that's what I think. Yeah, it's, but I think that especially if like my dad calls me, because usually I am initiating conversation with him. But if I have a missed call from him, then I'm like, what's wrong? Yeah, <laughs> it's just interesting. Like I think about stuff like that a lot. Uh, I mean, obviously we as nerds have kind of seen how like the internet has changed fandom and like, I mean, even Katie's story was about a message board like that in, in and of itself doesn't exist in the same way as it did in that era of the internet. Yeah. And then you think about the way that people watch wrestling now. It's just totally 
different. Yep. Yeah. It, we've certainly evolved the way that we communicate over long distances. <laughs> Point to ceiling. I almost think of a phone call in some context as rude. I don't know if you guys can follow me on this. Maybe this is just me, but like if you're calling to tell me something that isn't immediately important and and you're not like reaching out to a friend, like if you're calling me for something that could just go in an email, kind of like why did you make me stop my day <laughs> to, to take this call? To demand the attention. Right. That's interesting though. Yeah. I mean, the text message, email, you know, whatever is read this at your convenience right. when you have the moment you want to open up your email. Yeah. But a phone call is like, stop what you're doing. I I need your full attention right, right. now. I do call people for work. I call people for work sure. pretty regularly. Yeah, I, that's the time I use my I, the phone the most. Yeah, I think work is reasonable because that's like a, you know, this needs to get done kind of thing. I, I guess it's in that weird middle ground between like, immediate attention and like if like my buddy ben calls me like i'm never mad because i want to talk to ben and we're just catching up even if it's not an appropriate time but if someone calls me and is like hey man do you want to get dinner friday like why did you call me yeah like um i'm reading aziz ansari's book modern romance right now and it has it talks a lot about like phone call versus text especially in the era of like the gamification of dating and the appification of dating and when do you communicate and how and how is it um, perceived and how can you like just shut down your chances with somebody via text um, whereas a phone call you might have more of a chance with them because they have the uh, they have the ability to listen and you have the ability to listen to their reaction and kind of like adjust based on like oral and oral communication that's really interesting and that reminds me of so i've i've kind of i guess dated two people this year and the first person i dated Ooh. i got the worst uh this is like the funniest you up text in history because <laughs> at like 4 a.m she texts you up and i wasn't but i keep my phone on so i was like yeah i'm up i'm like <laughs> oh baby this is it and yeah definitely we hadn't done anything physical to that point and she's like uh, cool, you can call me if you want or I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I called her and then we just like talked about work for a little while. I guess it's just too late to have a text conversation but that was all she wanted was just to like talk to someone before she went to bed. So that was cute but that like so funny. that was literally the only time we ever talked on the phone was just like because she didn't want to text that late at night. Hmm. Um, and also thinking about this like the concept of long distance doesn't exist anymore, basically, with cell phones. Yeah. Like, there's no such thing. And it drives me crazy. Maybe, again, this is just an Eric thing. When you, like, see a business with their phone number on a marquee or something and there's no area code. Because yeah. I have no concept for what area codes are. Yes. Like, where they are geographically located. Yeah, and I think, I think growing up, like, that wasn't a concern either. Because right. I, I remember. It was all local. I remember, yeah, yeah probably around fifth through seventh grade somewhere in there was the time when we had to start you had to put in a, an area code for local calls too yeah like and i remember that was when i like learned like what my area code was because i never had to give it to my friends or anything um and yeah now with cell phones you don't you don't have to worry about it it's like the opposite you have to worry about roaming like if you if you're not where you're supposed to be it doesn't matter who you're calling there could be extra charges but if you're where you're supposed to be call anyone you want Area codes have almost become like a conversation piece. Like, 
I don't know. I'm a 708er, which in Chicago denotes like a very specific like South Side thing. Or like anytime I get a girl's phone number and it's not one I recognize, it's like, oh, that's like, where are you from? You know, it's like a something to talk about, but it actually means nothing anymore. And because everyone has cell phones, you never like I'm sure out of the four of us, we have four different cell phone area codes mm-hmm. where yeah. like because we all probably have cell phones local from when we actually got the number. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So area codes are more like, oh, cool. Uh, where were you in? What phase of your life were you in when you got your, when you signed for <laughs> yeah, your cell phone? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's were like you a, in college? <laughs> was this back yeah. at home? Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Oh, Chicago, you just moved here. Cool. Most are probably yeah. home, right? Mine is definitely home. Mine is home. Mine's Mine is home. home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's more like yeah, an identifying badge than anything practical. Yeah. It's I like counting the rings on the tree. Yeah. Kind of kind of. I mean, it's like it's it gives you like information about like when an event happened. Yeah, it's like when yeah. you know when an expiration date is stamped on a yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like when you look up at the stars and it's like the stars are looking back at you. That's creepy. Yeah. Oh, but I think it's pretty apt. Yeah, if it's... you shoot for the moon, you'll land among those stars. And you'll that... suffocate in the vacuum of space regardless. Yep. So. Cool. <laughs> it's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a moon. Maybe my favorite tweet of all time is from friend of the Nerdalogs, Eric Siegel, who wrote, uh, no matter who you are, Shoot for the stars. Even if you fail, you'll end up at the bottom of a brand new career at the age of 40. (laughs) 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 Um, So we're past the half hour mark, which I don't like to keep these things too long. I know you love listening to us, but a little goes a long way. I mean, with some of us, you know, you know Uh, what I'm saying? The joke. Always leave them wanting more (laughs) than you chose to gave them in this particular instance. I couldn't have said it more eloquently (laughs) or elegantly. You're such an elegant bitch. But Mary Beth, is there anything you... I'm so sorry. I don't know why I said that. Don't be. Uh, Mary Beth, is there anything you wanted to uh, add to the long distance conversation? Uh, first of all, yeah. I mean, you don't have to be sorry for calling Joe that. He's just a real elegant bitch. <laughs> so, second of all, no, I never really did land on um, one story... To tell, uh, it, it it's probably would have been somewhere between the two that, that God told. I never have been very good at, at, at talking on the phone. And I think that at this point, it makes me, um, you know, fall back on any other possibility of getting in touch with someone than having to call them. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been in a long-distance relationship, but... Um, is you know then i moved like halfway across the country and was like all right <laughs> i'm not good at talking on the phone and that's what i'm supposed to do in this situation <laughs> and I'd rather not. so those two things yeah and like it wasn't important enough to me to like get better at it uh so those two things actually like kind of go hand in hand for me where this is concerned um that's really interesting i think mary beth that you aren't that you don't like talking on the phone because you're a very good conversationalist. Yeah. It's funny. Like I've now had, you know, hundreds of hours of conversation like documented, but I've on, never, on what, what can they check uh, it out? Check it out. MBSing. It's at nerdlogs.com slash podcast slash MBSing. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> I think we plugged every nerdlogs podcast now. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's, 
but I had done literally all of those, uh, with the small exception of one, um, uh, in person or via Skype, like looking at the person and with the exception of the, the call in show that I did, which was actually really fun. And it was an interesting test of my like phone talking abilities, I think to be able to kind of like just move forward to the point that I needed to get to, as opposed to just being like, hi, hello. Yes. This is how I am doing. We have 10 minutes and we've eaten three of them. That's like starting an improv scene. Basically base. Yes. It was like that. Like if, I could have probably done a lot better job of just like skipping forward, but I don't know. I just, it never struck me as something to do. I didn't have really close friends when I was in growing up in school. So I never like called my friends outside of school. I almost feel like part of it is just like a phone call is what we made do with, but now we have Star Trek technology. It's like half a conversation. Yeah. That's like kind of how I feel is even though it is like nice and like a voice on the other side, it just seems like there's like all, I mean, it's like you said, like I kind of relate to what Garn said, Rhi, like it just being so much easier and more passive to like get in touch with someone by any of the other means that we now have available to us. But I don't know. I also have gotten flack from friends of mine in the past. About oh, not so being I. good at like keeping in touch with people, yeah. And I'm still not good at like, you know, just passing emails. You know, yeah. You're, you're pretty good at texting back. That's admirable. I am. Yeah. That's like the absolute. If you're listening to my voice, the absolute best media way to get in touch with me is texting. Yeah, same here. I will never not insert a text. My old high school friends always used to say that I was like really bad at keeping in touch, but I haven't talked to them in like five years so i don't know if they still think that hot bits hot bits <laughs> oh the joe <laughs> yeah easy fucking check this shit you, out you elegant bitch <laughs> uh, i want that crocheted on something <laughs> i've been face. given i've been given mary beth the bra this whole time guys Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just when, listening holding them home. up. It really does make a difference. That's a real 100% white meat nugget of truth. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess before we sign off, I'll uh, I'll say a thing, which is this. This is pretty out there, but the reason I like long distance as a as a topic for the LA show, um, besides it being kind of appropriately meta, since hey, we're a Chicago show and we're recording. Uh, you know, long distance is I, I feel a little bit like uh, my creative career is in a long distance relationship with LA. Like there's a not, not like a constant one. It's, it's more like a, a fling maybe like I, I've had friends in long distance relationships who say that when you're in that relationship, every time you see the person, it feels like a vacation and there's just no sense of like real life to it. And that's how I felt anytime I've done anything in LA. Like it's just, you know, this is, it's so fun and lighthearted and everything always goes great. And it, it's just a blast and a breeze. And, and then I'm sure that if I moved there and made that real, it wouldn't feel like that anymore. If you actually lived with that. Uh, the, yeah. If, if you moved in with your career. You, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I think we all, the three of us felt that way about our, our last show at UCB, which is like, how the fuck did we sell at UCB? 
well, because we're from out of town, like not to shit on our talent, but people saw that we were a Chicago sketch group and all these Chicago expats were like, oh, I want to go they see this. They came to the and, one time we were there. Mm-hmm, right. I think if you move there, you just become another part of the landscape and it wouldn't feel as special. So that's kind of how I feel about L.A. Like, I love it so much. I love being there. But I think it's just got to remain a long distance thing for now. Sorry, babies. Also, it's on fire all the time and there's no water. I mean, that doesn't bother me. Water's whatever. I can drink Snapple. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that documentary about L.A. with um, Kurt Russell? Um, Escape from? So, yeah. Volcano? Yeah. It, the place looks like do a you, real garbage hole. Can I ask you real quick, what do you think a documentary is? Um, it's a movie that tells you about a thing, a place, or a person, and it's, like, all true. <laughs> okay. And What's how- your favorite documentary? Um, top five. I know that's top, a tough question. Yeah, like, like no no particular order. Um, the documentary about the island of dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, Jurassic Park? Yeah. Um, Love that the, doc. The documentary about uh, the chocolatier and the uh, golden oh. tickets that he sends out. I love Willy Wonka. He just passed away recently. He did. All right. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rest in Reese's Pieces. Um, <laughs> Not a I, Willy Wonka <laughs> product. You fucking bastard. Fine. Rest, rest in everlasting gobstoppers. Thank you. Um, Those are choking hazards. So legit. <laughs> um, I really like the documentary about um, uh, the Wayland yutani ship with um ripley on it (laughs) alien uh i think it was one of those on board as well spoiler alert um i really like the uh documentary about um uh, just Just people describing some (laughs) of the biggest movies of all time um i really like the documentary i have two more i really like the documentary (laughs) about um people of different backgrounds coming together to solve a crisis um when uh that hole opened up over stark tower in new york um i really also like um i think that this one was i actually don't think this one's a documentary though but i really enjoyed the um that f- uh fictional movie about that giant unsinkable ship i don't know where they got that idea that's so great <laughs> okay so you are aware of the concept of fiction yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay you ever seen like um so your favorite fictional movie is titanic yeah. Because there's no way that could be real. Either that one or like Exit Through the Gift Shop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some fiction, it can be great. <laughs> yeah, so. the idea of just like a street artist who does not want any acknowledgement for his work. Stupid. Oof. This is America. Put your face out there. <laughs> I think Joe's wires Thanks got crossed somewhere. Not from America, I don't think. <laughs> Actually, I guess we don't know. <laughs> So before we sign off, let me ask you. So like when you do something in your life, like what's your favorite vacation that you ever took? I didn't mean for this to be a hard question. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I've never really taken a vacation for vacation's sake. Oh, okay. Well, fuck fuck me, right? Yeah, you just derailed this bit. Never mind. Sorry, man. It's all right, you elegant bitch. (laughs) Hashtag thank Uh, you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hold on. How can we go? Why do you keep putting this away? This should just be always. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we should probably get going. Um, so yeah, there's a, a hopefully uh, we're doing a Your Story show here in Chicago, September the 18th at the Some Office Theater, uh, 7 p.m. We'll have info on that up on our website. Uh, UCB show Monday, September 19th, 
8.30 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time. No, Pacific Time. It's going to be really, really great. We have a sick lineup. That's already on our website. Uh, what else do the nerds have coming up? We have a bunch of podcasts in the house. Blank Cassette comes out every Thursday. Sports Retorts every other Wednesday? Or is it Fridays now? Uh, between Wednesday and Friday. <laughs> every other between Wednesday and Friday. Uh, MBS thing it should, every one, one, When you are hearing this podcast, one should have just dropped within three to five days. <laughs> <laughs> what a promise. It's like the postal service or a cable guy. Uh, yeah. I'm not Ben Gibbard, though. Or Larry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never knew where my cable came from before. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words, guys? Uh, get your... Click sweat. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say it any better myself. <laughs> this has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.